I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. do you have happening well Sarah it's it's March break right now um which I well I sort of planned for a little bit uh because we had my daughter Rosie who's 10 um in a karate camp last week so that was good um but this week like sometimes when she's just home here I'm like oh yeah it's cool she's just here but sometimes I fail to plan for that properly um anyway so just so earlier I was working on something and uh I they had a great idea of walking to the store to buy some candy or whatever, you know. And I'm like, perfect. I could get some stuff done. Um, and when when her and her friend came back, they were like, they were like, mommy, we have an idea, right? And so I'm like kind of like literally I'm like half an ear, half an ear, not even. I'm like a quarter of an ear listening to them while my mind is like thinking about all the other things that I'm supposed to be doing. Because uh, we have our summit at the, at the end of the week here starting on Friday. So I'm pretty uh, distracted. Anyway, she starts talking, and as she's talking, I'm like, that might be the most brilliant thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, like, like, <laughs> quit your job, we're doing this thing. So, <laughs> so she's like, we have, a, we have an idea for a new school. I'm like, okay. She's like, it's a VR school, and you wear, like, VR goggles to do the learning. Right? Okay. And... As they were describing it, like literally they had they had thought through several layers of how this was going to work, right? So like when you learned about history, um, you could go back in time and you could like watch scenes, uh, but you could also like be part of scenes, like you could choose to be a player. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then there's also like games built in to their VR school. So you could like choose to be, there's like certain markers, like you you would maybe try to make money in the ancient world or like in you know whatever of different time periods so she says i had thought through all of these layers and then they were like and when you're um the other one they said oh yeah when you're trying to decide what you want to be when you grow up you can like you can literally go through like a day in the life of a doctor and just go and be that person in your vr reality this is how they would do social sciences i suppose um and they had like they literally had several like they went on for several minutes about this idea of vr school like and in my head i'm like that's amazing like i have i have a kid who has trouble sitting in it like she's she's very creative as you can probably hear from that but like she has trouble sitting in a desk and learning in that traditional way um and i'm like wow imagine and then in my head i was kind of like that could probably happen yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we go in that direction someday. It does sound very expensive though. <laughs> a little expensive to create. Yes. Uh-huh. The development side of things not cheap. Kind of an exclusive school here. Uh, but you know, as as the technology gets cheaper and as you have the you know, eventually right. it'll go down from a million dollars a year to like an affordable amount over, you know, 40 years, something like that. You should ask her about that. The Yeah, I think the, cost, the, financial. Yeah, the financial model. <laughs> I think we're going to go for like mass participation. Like who wouldn't have buy-in on that? 
for sure. But there's a lot of upfront money. Um, <laughs> but I I like it. I mean, especially for the these generations, they're, they screens gamifying things. Like it's all, you know, it's all up their alley. It's it's a very creative idea. I like it, and a good way to learn too. Yeah, you know. Um, I do think it lacks the the real life social interaction, what they which they still need to learn. Oh yes, so mm-hmm. that would be There's kind of a limiter. Yeah, maybe a few things have been left out from their initial planning. We could we could send them a list and, <laughs> and just <laughs> they could ruin the whole idea for them. You know, once once we old people get involved, they're like this. This is the worst idea. I ever. know. They're like this, this is like, lame. Like, think of- <laughs> yeah. When you come in, like, did you consider money? It's like switch. You see the switch yeah. off. Like the light goes out. Like, <laughs> like they put their candle under a bushel. You know, that's <laughs> it's a good way to ruin anything. Talk about money. That's right. <laughs> Totally, totally. Okay, well, I'm glad I will let her know that you approve. Uh, conditional idea. approval. Conditional <laughs> approval. <laughs> okay, so coming up on the show, we're going to talk about how I managed to triple book our podcast recording two weeks in a row. We're going to talk about vaccines and how the pandemic's affecting us now um, and our sense of culture. We have a couple great voicemails and I rock because... Hi folks, Sarah here, the founder of Live Feisty Media, the company that produces the podcast you're currently listening to. I just wanted to jump in here and invite you to our latest initiative here at Live Feisty, the Feisty Women's Performance Summit. On March 26th to 28th, we will be serving up a virtual summit like no other, designed specifically for active feisty women or anyone who wants to know how women can get the best out of our bodies throughout our lives. I think we all kind of figured out by now that a lot of sports and nutrition science studies, product and performance research is done on men and are a little confused maybe about what actually applies to us as women. So we collected experts from several arenas, physiology, psychology, nutrition science, and social sciences to get some answers. The Feisty Women's Performance Summit includes 20 educational sessions, plus networking events, group workouts, and an expo full of supportive brands. I seriously hope you can join us on March 26th to 28th, 2021. Tickets are only $149, and all sessions will be recorded and can be viewed up to two weeks after the event. For more information or to sign up, go to womensperformancesummit.com. The link will be in the show notes, of course. That's womensperformancesummit.com. See you there, feisty friends. All right. So yesterday I get this message from Sarah. Can we move our, if we were writing time to tomorrow, because I managed to triple book. Triple book, mind you, not double book. <laughs> and since I'm just sitting around the house these days, I have no problem with that. So, Sarah, how did that happen? So, actually, it happened two weeks in a row, too. It's just last week you didn't hear about it because I chose the podcast of the three things I had booked. And the, and the funny, the even funnier thing about last week was that we we recorded at 7.30 in the morning, my time. Right. And and somehow I was triple booked at 7.30 in the morning. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I think... 
I don't know what's going wrong in my brain. Like I think I think last week with the 7:30 slot, I think what I thought was, well, I can't possibly have anything booked at 7:30 in the morning. And I just thought that twice on the same day. So like I booked two meetings, like sometimes I'll book meetings with the East Coast or with Europe in the morning. And I actually don't mind a 7:30 meeting. The only thing I mind about that is having um is that like that morning time is usually my creative time or my time to like get my personal stuff done when no one bugs me. So um, I have to like give away that. Like I wouldn't want to do that every day. Mm. Um, but it is kind of normal for me to work at that time and then go take a break later and exercise. So anyway, that was the last week's excuse. Um, this week, let me think. Um, oh, yeah. So because of March break. That's what it was. Because of March break. So one of Rosie's friends reached out and was like, oh, I can we have a play date? At, at a certain time and, and I'm just saying yes to because there's so few of her friends that she can hang out with right now who are in our bubble so I'm just sort of saying yes to everything so I said yes and then when I looked at my calendar I realized that I had booked the podcast recording and something else oh yeah we had a networking event for the speakers for the summit that I had also forgotten about <laughs> I don't know Sarah there's just there's something wrong with my brain right now that's all well just Maybe your calendars aren't all synced to the same place. <laughs> I don't know. I I have heard. I haven't seen it myself, but I've heard your desktop gets a little crazy with all sorts of things. So maybe a little heard. a little organization. <laughs> Word on the street is Sarah has a messy desktop. <laughs> if that's the worst thing people are saying about me, like I'm good. I think you've admitted it on this podcast. So, (laughs) yeah, I think it's just, it's just, um, I think with like everything's focused on the performance summit Mm. right now, um, which we're recording on Wednesday, but is Friday when this comes out, we'll be starting this evening. So, um, I think that's why my brain's just all in that mode. And then anything happening outside of that tends to get, uh, lost or deprioritized except recording the podcast with you of course of course so does this mean next week after the summit are you going to be kind of fried are you taking some down days yeah yeah we actually talked about this at our last meeting we're going to take um it'll probably take us a couple days to do the follow-up stuff and then we're taking three days off for essentially the whole team that's been working on it which is four of us yeah um but yeah we did this networking event last night so tuesday evening with some of the speakers like we just randomly invited all of the speakers we have about 30 or so including the panels and stuff um to come just to a networking event and chat with us if they wanted to right and we didn't know if people would show up but we thought it might be a nice thing especially with a virtual event to have some people kind of connect ahead of time um and 10 people showed up which was amazing Mm like 10 non-feisty people nice um and and honestly like it actually got me excited about the event even though I'm obviously fairly plugged into the planning of it so I could see that we're going to get like these are feisty people (laughs) (laughs) um and they are like kind of excited they're like on point they I I love that they're related especially a lot of people were relating to like feisty as a brand you know, um, which always makes me feel good about that choice. Uh, and then I could see that they had lots of different ways that they wanted to and things they wanted to share that they felt they hadn't had a voice on before. Um, and so, yeah, it actually made me super excited and I'm, I'm stoked. Um, and some of these people are like the busiest people in the world and they showed up to our networking. That's really cool. Just your, your community is expanding. 
Yes, exactly. The feisty community. I love that. We're bringing people in. Oh, well, I'm I'm excited. I have, you know, I can't do all of it, but I'm going to pick a few of the of the different speakers and pop in. And that's that's what's kind of nice um, is that you have that ability, you know, like I don't have to be in front of my screen the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And we're like afterwards, that's part of the work after is we're like downloading all the sessions, putting them on a different platform and making them available for a couple of weeks after too. So. Oh, good. Okay. Because if, especially if uh, afterwards, because there are, correct me if I'm wrong, there are some that are going on simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. So there was one I wanted to go to and I saw there was another one at the same time. And so that's good. All right, cool. Glad I yeah, can so be able to them watch afterwards. them later. Cool, cool, cool. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's it's good. It's I, I think it's good value for like, you know, the full ticket price is 150 bucks, like under 150 bucks. It's great value for all of that stuff. Um anyway, we have a we have voicemails. We have lots of voicemails. Um and and we're gonna share one now. Hello, Sarah and Sarah. I have two things for you today. Uh, the first thing is a recommendation to include instructions on how to send a voicemail in your show notes. It took me like four intervals in Zwift uh, searching for that information and I finally gave up and sent a Facebook message, which someone very nicely replied to. My second thing is a topic for you to discuss as was requested in last week's show. So something I've been thinking about and would be talking about with friends if I were riding outside with them is uh, the fairness of who's getting vaccinated. And I've found that I have a fair amount of anger and in spending a lot of time um, thinking about people who are getting vaccinated for quote essential jobs that I don't necessarily consider essential as much. Um, and honestly, I don't really know how to talk about the fairness of it, but just on how I can let go of that and not let that annoyance consume me. So would love to hear your insights on that. Thanks for the show. You guys do a fabulous job. Okay, Sarah. So hopefully we can make it a little bit more clear, but I think we addressed this last week, trying to make the voicemail uh, recording a bit clearer. But we're going yeah, to we- going to continue to try to remember. Sarah at livefeisty.com. Send a voicemail. I don't know. You, you did a better, the, go, better job. Send of, the audio send recording. Around. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah. We also, um, we also put it in the show notes starting last week. Yeah. So that should get in if all goes well that should get copied again again and again into all the show notes so that will make it easier for folks to um to find out how to send a voice memo <laughs> um so yeah the point about vaccines is actually really interesting yeah. that she brought up um i don't know how like how what's the vaccine situation where you are so right now i think we're we've all these like phase 1 two, three, four. Uh, I think I qualify. I looked yesterday. I'm not qualifying until May. Um, so I just have to be patient for a little while longer. It's done state by state. And, you know, you just have different, um, groups that are administering the vaccines, but each state is just coming up with their own, uh, you know, vaccination process. But, so what's interesting is that uh, my side of the family, not Ben's, um, 
I'm the only one who's not vaccinated. So my my oh, wow. brother and sister-in-law, you know, they're both physicians. Okay, that makes sense. My parents are over 65. They got theirs. Now, this is the one, these are the ones that I think are really funny. My uh, sister got one because she's an educator, even though her education is virtual right now. But she's she's in Florida, so anything goes. Um, <laughs> and the, what's even better is her husband was shopping in Publix, the grocery store, and he hears over the loudspeaker, oh, we have some extra vaccines if anybody wants one. <laughs> and he says, yes, please. And hightails it over there, gets vaccination, done. Bam. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah. So... Does it always make sense? No, but you just, I don't know. Like, I'm just being patient until May. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually kind of okay with being patient. Um, I do agree that there's, you know, like, like my dad who's turning, who's 74, he hasn't been vaccinated yet and he's not on our list until May. What? Yeah, that's just because we're so slow in Canada. That's crazy. So slow. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's across Canada and the same for us. Like the, the way it's rolling out is provincial. Um, I don't know a ton about it to be honest. And I just assume that I'm going to be waiting for a long time. So it's probably going to be come as a surprise, um, to me when it's like, Oh, finally (laughs) it's my time. Um, I'm not totally clear on like how, if, if we know that, that the vaccine is going to be effective for the other strains, Hmm. Um, and so I, I just feel a little bit like, um, maybe, and maybe it is like, maybe the vaccine is the magical solution and we'll all just go back to normal. That's, I'm hoping that that's the case, obviously, but, um, I don't know enough about it to know if that is the case. Um, and I wouldn't put all my eggs into that basket, I don't think. Uh, so I don't know. I also have like, I basically am at a place where, um, there's some stuff coming up that I need to be in the U.S. for. Um, that actually means that like if I don't go I feel like it will have business consequences for me Mm. Um, so I'm gonna have to make those kind of judgments too like I'm not likely to be vaccinated Um, although the place the first place I want to go probably everyone's going to be vaccinated (laughs) by May Um, so maybe that's okay like is that okay I I don't know so I'm gonna have to make some decisions as well I'm also feeling a little bit of that feeling like you know how you know how in triathlon, when you like people collapse, if somebody collapses, invariably they collapse like when they're in sight of the finish line. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think that's probably what some of us are starting to experience now is that we see an end in sight, but it's not quite here. And so like everything almost seems worse, <laughs> like, or it's like a little bit heightened. Mm. Um, that's what I'm sensing. And that's, I feel a little bit of that. Like I feel a bit more anxious about wanting to go places. I feel a bit more, um, irritation about having to like having not traveled for a full year now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, it, I think that is really common. So I was, I was talking to one of my good friends last week and she said exactly the same thing. You know, she has a toddler she's been managing in, you know, tiny New York City apartment, just holding things together. And now that she can see that, you know, somewhat normal life is around the corner, all of a sudden it's gotten really hard. Um, And just that, like, it's all caught up with her. 
the that you know the the things that she was working on before the pandemic started it's just all compounded where she put it aside for basically a year and she's realizing that you know she's going to have to address that stuff soon that she's just you can only be kind of treading water for so long before it just it gets overwhelming um yeah yeah i i i get it i get it. i mean it's things are going to be weird for a while uh but i also understand you know the voicemail our our listeners seeing these people getting vaccinations and feeling you know that sense of unfairness but that's i think it all taps into like we we want there to be order we want things to make sense and sometimes it doesn't make sense like i i know of an athlete who got uh, a pro runner who got her vaccination like over a month ago in massachusetts and there's there's no reason based on her profession that she would be getting one but you just there you can't read into it to think that any of this is <laughs> <laughs> makes sense we're doing the best like we're all just kind of doing the best we can and it's it's so easy to do the comparison game um and i i really get it but ultimately like things are going to be weird for a while even if you get a vaccination just you feel a little bit better about your potential uh ability or to get sick so it's a tough one i feel you listener i feel you yeah yeah, it's hard. I think I that's where I felt the voicemailer. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forget. I don't know if she said her name. I forget. I forgot um, to. Our apologies. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where I feel it is like I think we're all feeling some kind of level of frustration. Um, and to to like kind of hone in on who's been vaccinated and who hasn't to, as an outlet for that frustration it yeah. maybe is a bit misplaced. And like just like I'm like admitting that, yeah, I definitely feel frustrated I feel ready to go back to a little bit of travel or have something different happen in my life yeah. let's say um it's not just travel um and I'll be glad when the time comes yeah well it's even it's even just uh, like I think it extends beyond the vaccination it's been a year of seeing everybody's response be so different and even like recently my local pool they limited time slots to 30 minutes. So we, we used to be able to max out at, we could get two 30 minute slots and now we're, we can only get one 30 minute. I think they've extended to 45 minutes, but this is a year into the pandemic. I'm looking at other places in the country. Not that I'm allowed to swim yet, but once I can, <laughs> um, but it, you know, like I'm looking at other parts of the country and I'm like, they have no re pull restrictions. Everything's, you know, pretty much back to normal. But it's so it's so easy to just be looking around and be like, when's it going to be normal for me? Um, but yeah, again, it's just the, the desire for control in a very random, random response here. Yeah, I like that trying to control something you can't control. Yeah. Um, it, and speaking of which, you have been, you just mentioned, like you have been um, at home recovering from surgery. How's that going? It, has that yeah. compounded because you're doing that during this time? I think actually this time has made it easier for me to manage because it's just total acceptance. Uh, I mean, also the, I have no idea when I'm racing again. 
So it makes it easier from that standpoint. It's not like I have something on the calendar and I'm just need to get ready. And this is such a terrible time to get surgery, yada, yada. And you feel that panic of, I need to do everything I possibly can. Like I'm, I'm okay. You know, right now my instructions are to wear my, my boot thing and I can do very easy spins on the bike. Um, you know, with my boot, as long as I don't sweat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not allowed to sweat. Mm, not allowed to sweat. Right. Yeah. So. Are you a big sweater in general? How about no. your feet? Uh, my, Do your feet sweat? My feet aren't super sweaty. Um, okay. Yeah, which is, which is a good thing. Cause, That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I think, well, between just doing it wrong. So. I've definitely had injuries where I push through and I'm just stubborn and it delays the healing process. And you do that a few times and you learn from that mistake. Uh, there is no upside in me delaying, you know, the, the sutures from healing, like from get, it's just gonna, it's just gonna push it down the road. So might as well be a good girl for a couple of weeks until I get the go ahead to, do more for my surgeon. Um, but yeah, I think this pandemic and just maturity in general, it's like that, that combination of acceptance of patience, just, it is what it is. Yeah. Just got to control what you can and like, forget about like the comparison and just get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I think that's a good, like, I actually think dealing with injury in the past or um like we've talked about many times um or ironman training just in general has prepared a lot of people yeah. for the patients needed in this time too um yeah okay we had another voicemail sarah hey sarah and sarah it's lisa calling i'm calling in response to your one of your recent podcasts where you put out a call for story ideas and I've had something kind of brewing in the back of my mind for a while, and I haven't shared it with anybody before, but it's been kind of building, and I thought, you know, this might be a good place to kind of park it with you two. I think you might do something with it <laughs> or sort of help me flesh it out, or maybe it's nothing at all. Uh, but I, I so enjoy your podcast, and I so enjoy the way you examine issues and break them down into tangible points and offer up solutions, often with a, a, a comedic lens that kind of keeps it light and tangible. And I really appreciate your your podcasts. I always look forward to listening to them, and they always leave me smiling and nodding and laughing. So anyways, the story idea that I have is around more of a question. Do triathletes develop a sense of place or a connection to local culture in any way when they are training in an area. So to be more specific, you know, triathletes go uh, to training camps or may live in a particular area for a certain amount of time to train at altitude or in a certain climate. And then of course, athletes spend extended amounts of time um, in areas where that where there will be an upcoming race, for example, Kona or Montremblant or anywhere. And there's all these gorgeous places around the world that host major triathlons and triathletes find themselves in these communities training and out on the roads and 
running the trails and swimming the lakes and oceans and do they develop a sense of connection to that place geographically and in terms of culture? I'm really curious about your response on this one, Sarah. Like, do you, have you, can you relate to this? Yes, absolutely. I think that the, the way that I relate to, with, well, she was asking whether as triathletes we have a sense, we get a sense of culture and community, I think, in the places where we travel to. And, and for me, it's like a hard yes in the places where I've stayed for, you know, two to four months. Mm-hmm. say which is a lot of places yeah <laughs> you know like I started as she was talking I was like oh yeah I feel you know okay I feel connected to um Aguilas in Spain I feel connected to Gerald May in France I feel connected to um Davos in Switzerland I feel connected to the Gold Coast in Australia like I definitely do oh Tucson Arizona of course I mean I I did I spent a lot of time there but even oh even like Sedona where I spent just a couple months um, in Arizona, I I definitely feel connected. And you definitely, if you're there for a while, like um, you get a sense of, you definitely get a sense of the culture when you're not doing anything but training, right? So you're like, you're like interacting with people. The only, non, the only non-training partners and coach that you relate to are like people like in the grocery store or people in restaurants. Um, and so you, I don't know, I feel like you pick a lot up uh, when you don't have, maybe for me, it's also like there's not a lot of other stimulation, right? Um, so I'm not like working and training and in that place. I'm just training and in that place. Uh so, yeah, I, it's a yes for me. What about you? Uh, it's a partial yes. So I think I think it depends on your willingness to kind of turn off the triathlete switch. Like you said, where it's a, interacting, engaging with people who aren't in your training group that you know, uh, talking to people, you know, exploring different places. Like the most meaningful connections I've gotten to different locations is when I'm not an athlete, I'm just a person who's observing and taking things in. And I would say it's, it's more probably of a, a natural connection, like a nature, not, you know, organic, um, going out and just being in a place and feeling it, feeling the landscape. And a lot of the time when you are training, you know, you have your, your blinders on and it's, it's hard to really feel a place. And I think a lot of, a lot of triathletes, a lot of athletes do train or go, they travel and they, they carry those blinders. So they're so focused on what they're doing for training, for racing, for preparation that, uh, you know, they can only see a location through the lens of themselves in their activity and it really takes it really takes a, a conscious effort to kind of remove it and just be there without being there as an athlete without carrying your own bias mm, that's so interesting great observation yeah I was thinking about I was also thinking about um Florianopolis in Brazil which I like never spent months there or anything but I I went to that race six times mm. and I do have a connection to that um to that place and and I think I think it's partially it's like maybe what you need as an athlete 
to like in order to perform some people really do need to have those blinders on and be like very very single-minded all Mm -hmm. the time um and i i suspect that i probably needed to switch that off sometimes um even especially like that that's what made me think of florianopolis because race week like i knew you know i started to know like which restaurants i wanted to go to when i was there and like just various or like i actually knew people there too <laughs> like over the years right yeah. you make these connections um and you stay in touch and they remember you and like it just it just happens um and maybe yeah. that's because I needed to like I don't think that's anything like special about me or anything I think maybe I needed to switch off and like go out to a restaurant to talk to someone who's not <laughs> anything to do with Iron Man <laughs> um so, so th- this is why we get along because even you know the the training camps where I've been in, where your entire group, your entire social interaction pretty much is, is limited to your squad. Uh, and it's something we've both done. I would definitely be every once in a while, the loner needing to recharge my batteries away from everybody. Not because I disliked them. It's just because that's how I operate too, where it made me feel complete uh, in a, being able to step away from the triathlete uh, hat and yeah. wear just a human being hat. <laughs> okay, random question for you. Oh yeah. How how do you like how do, what are your feelings about zip lines? Uh I would do one. I've never done oh, one. Sarah, you like I feel like you were my my long lost tra- like I just I just missed you on all the training camps. You know, <laughs> one time one time I was with Darren's squad and we were in France and at the top of the mountain there was a zip line that went across this valley. It was really high, like really high. And it went across this valley. And I could not get anyone. I could not get anyone to do it with me. What? Yeah, like uh, there was probably, I don't know, like 12 people on this camp. It was when Darren was still the national training coach for Scotland. Training, sorry, the national coach for Scotland. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I couldn't. Nope, nobody, nobody would do it. And I actually remember be, being made to feel like I was the weird one. Like, so it was like, um, oh, and I remember, of course, Darren analyzing the situation and being like, that's really interesting, Sarah. You don't need to control everything all the time. Da, 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 da. Like these other athletes, they like to control all of this. And I'm like, I don't think, they just don't want to do a zip line, like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but anyway, if I'd had you there. Oh, totally. That sounds amazing. Yeah, because I wasn't going to do it by myself. No, no. You should have. I've definitely done weird things by myself. Um, not weird. Well, I, I'm sure I've done weird things by myself, but <laughs> like done tourism activities and not been able to get other people involved. So, yeah. Well, if we had a time machine, <laughs> we could go to France together and do the zip line. I do the zip line. Okay. okay. It's on my. It's on my time machine Excellent. list. <laughs> or to circle back to the beginning, we both get the VR version from Rosie. Ooh, and we yes. can do it together. From Rosie's yes. COVID safety. I'm going to include it. Oh, I'm going to write the, like, I'm going to write the whole curriculum for the, like, how to be a pro triathlete part of, like, her, you know, of her curriculum where, like, if people want to learn different jobs. So I'll do the pro triathlete. And it will include, like, zip lining in France. Oh, for sure. We, we have to normalize, <laughs> you know, human behavior as triathletes. 
Okay. Um, awesome. After the break, we're going to do a little I rock because. If We Were Riding is a live feisty media production. Sarah and I are truly and grossly thankful for our sponsors, Noon Hydration, Form Swim, and Orca Sportswear. Join the conversation by following us on all the socials at If We Were Riding on Instagram and Facebook, or send me a voice memo to Sarah with no H at livefeisty.com. Also, leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Remember that time we were ranked like number 206 best sports podcast in the Czech Republic? Yeah, that was thanks to you. So leave us a review. We can't wait to ride with you next week. Every day there seems to be a new wellness trend, like eat this, do this, avoid those scary things. And how do we know where to start and who to trust? Inside Tracker cuts through the noise by analyzing your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers. This provides you with a personalized, science-based, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside Tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests and includes tests that we need as athletes but aren't traditionally included, like ferritin and vitamin D. My favorite part is that they don't just give you the data, they provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action. So for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering our If We Were Riding listeners 25% off their entire store. So just go to insidetracker.com forward slash riding that's insidetracker.com forward slash writing, as in, if we were, change is an inside job, start inside. Okay, so Sarah this week, contrary to most weeks, uh, is going to go first because she has hers written down. I'm prepared. Although now that we, so before the podcast, I knew we were going to do I rock because it, because I'm always stumbling around and end up lying about my taxes and stuff. Um, <laughs> instead, I wrote it down. But now what's interesting, especially given the conversation we just had earlier about the zip line, is like what I actually wrote down is like, I rock because I've become more uncomfortable with the unknown. Oh, yeah. That's um, good. That's what I, that's it. Like, and with navigating the unknown, which is like, it's just something I was thinking about because I I feel like I I feel like I now I'm really tooting my own horn. This is like the Sarah toots her own horn segment. Like that I I feel like I've always been fairly good at that. Like I'm not a control freak. I don't need my desk my desktop to be to be clean. Like I'm um yeah, but I've had to learn, like running a startup, I've had to learn to navigate the unknown even more. Mm. right like even like to like so and what that means to like put this into practical terms is like there's a trusting yourself level in which you have to trust yourself and your own decision making in the moment all the time because you can't see the decisions coming right and that took a like a little bit of work self-work to figure out how to like actually trust my own decisions and make the right decisions and say them out loud too sometimes we're afraid to assert ourselves in certain situations um so it's definitely a work in progress but wow maybe related to zip lining <laughs> man mine is not nearly that introspective <laughs> it's okay i bet yours is funnier than mine though <laughs> uh so i rock because my arm hair is growing back yes <laughs> yes so podcast listeners know that 
I was dealing with a conundrum a few weeks ago where I couldn't figure out what had to happen to my arm hair. Uh, I think it was all the pool in Charlottesville and the nasty chemicals I used because it's growing back. So in case people were at home, concerns about the state of my arm hair, there you go. Sarah, you've, you've navigated the unknown of your body hair situation so well. I'm so proud of you. Listen, we all can't have deep insights into ourselves on a regular no, I'm basis. I'm drawing you in. You're trying to make it deep, and it's literally superficial. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody, listening for another episode of If You're Riding. We hope you rock for reasons both very deep and superficial. Until next week, Sarah and Sarah. None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We're reaching the top We're reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top